But the other thing I hear is, well, we can't have all A players. Then they'd all want a promotion. They'd all want raises. Well, two things there. Number one, not every A player is looking for a promotion. Not every A player is looking for more money. But you know what? Let's put that aside. I promise you, if you had 60, 70, 80% A players in your organization, trust me, you will be able to afford to pay them more and you'll be growing so fast, you'll be looking to promote them. You made it to the Better Leadership Team show, the place where you learn how to surround yourself with the right people, doing the right things, so you can grow your business without losing your mind. I'm your host and leadership team coach, Mike Goldman. I'm gonna show you how to improve top and bottom line growth, fulfillment, and the value your company adds to the world by building a better leadership team. All right, let's go. If you had a chance to do it all over again, would you enthusiastically rehire everyone on your team? Think about that. If you are the, I don't know, one in 10, one in 20 people that answer yes to that, you would absolutely rehire everyone on your team, then congratulations. But if you're like most leaders I know, the answer to that question makes you really uncomfortable. The answer to that question, the honest answer to that question can kickstart revolutionary change within your organization. I see too many CEOs, too many leadership teams that are too willing to keep folks who don't fit on their team. They're, they're underperformers productivity-wise. They may not be a right fit for the culture, but man, it's hard to cut the cord on somebody in the organization. If I do that, all their work is going to fall on me. What's everybody else going to think? I see too many people hold on to those underperformers way too long. Six months, 12 months, 18 months, two and three years. I also see people who rush to hire because we've got to find somebody for that role. So you rush to hire and you find the wrong people. You can't have a great company unless you have a great leadership team. You can't have a great team unless you've got great people who could work together on that team. So what I want to talk about in this episode are some philosophies that may help you think through that as a leader, some specific techniques to help you think through that as a leader. Of course, you know, I'll always make some book recommendations as well. But the thing I like to follow that question up with, that question of would you enthusiastically rehire everyone on your team is a philosophy that I learned from a book I read called Uncontainable by a gentleman named Kip Tyndall, who was the founder and CEO for many years of a retailer called The Container Store. And Kip's philosophy on people, he called one equals three. One equals three says that one 
superstar, one A player, equals the productivity of three mediocre performers. One equals three. And when I talk to leadership teams about that, I typically get not only quick head nods that that's true, but people believe for some, and I've seen for some positions, it's more than one equals three. It's one equals five. It's one equals 10. It's one equals 20. If you're talking about a member of the leadership team that impacts so many people cascading down through the organization, impacts your clients, impacts your vendors. If you're talking about a leader of leaders, absolutely believe one equals three is not even close. It's one equals 10 or one equals 20. If you're talking about a kick-ass salesperson, sometimes it's one equal five or one equals 10. If you're a technology company, you're talking about a kick-ass programmer. It's way more than one equals three. But let's assume it's one equals three. That means you could pay your superstars double and still get a much better return on investment than having mediocre performers. I also have organizations that think they should shoot for a bell curve. Well, you know, we can only, we can only handle so many A players and that we should have, you know, we're always going to have some Bs and we're always going to have some Cs. It's kind of like a bell curve. And we shouldn't set a goal of having any more than 20%, 25% A players. To me, that's insane. I get that it's hard. I get that right now you might have 10 or 15% A players. But to say we can't support, we shouldn't try to have more than 20, 25% A players is a joke. And I hear it very often. And I hear it for a few reasons. I hear it. One reason I hear is just because it's really hard to find good people. Of course it is. So work hard and find good people. And I'll talk uh, on this podcast about some of the ways to do that. But the other thing I hear is, well, we can't have the all-A players. Then they'd all want a promotion. They'd all want raises. Well, two things there. Number one, not every A player is looking for a promotion. I know a whole bunch of you know, A player, accounts payable clerks and accounts receivable clerks. Well, I'm lying. I don't know a whole bunch of them, but I know of a whole bunch of them. A player, accounts payable, accounts receivable clerks who've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, and they're not looking for a promotion. They're just looking for a good job. They're looking to do a good job. So not every A player is looking for more money and a promotion. But you know what? Let's put that aside. I promise you, if you had 60, 70, 80% A players in your organization, trust me, you will be able to afford to pay them more and you'll be growing so fast, you'll be looking to promote them. So we need to strive for a very high percent. I think we should strive for 100% A players. Will you ever get there? I don't think so. Not for a long period of time. You may get there for short spurts of time. And then maybe an A person performing at an A level starts performing at a B level. Maybe you hire someone you think has the potential to be, be an A and they don't work out. So I don't believe it's ever sustainably going to be 100% for you. But man, why, why shouldn't you try? I also believe that while within an organization of 
30 people, 50 people, 500 people, 5,000 people, of course, you're going to have a percent of B players. You're going to have some C players that, that you've got to figure out. You've got to coach them or you've got to cut the cord on them. That's light. That's acceptable. But I believe on, a, on an executive team, on that leadership team that reports up to the CEO, I don't believe there's room for anyone on that team that is not an A player or has the potential to be an A player. A players don't work for B players too long. So if you've got a COO that's a B player, if you've got a CFO that's a B player, you, it's not getting any better as you cascade down through the organization. As a CEO, you need to strive for all A players on your leadership team. And that kind of leads me to the next philosophy. The first was one equals three. The next philosophy is fire fast, hire slow. Now, I know I'm stealing that from somewhere. I don't remember where. It may be from multiple places. I hope it's from multiple places because I learned actually a few months ago. I was listening to a speaker who said, if you steal from one person, that's called plagiarism. If you steal from 10 people, that's research. So, so this is research. I hope I'm stealing it from 10 people. But the philosophy is fire fast and hire slow. And that sounds heartless, right? The fire fast side sounds heartless. The hire slow side sounds like a bad strategy, right? Why am I going to take my time in hiring people? Well, what most organizations do is they do the opposite of fire fast, hire slow. They hire fast and fire slow. And here's the way that tends to work. I've got someone on my team, hypothetically, I've got someone on my team that's just not performing. They're performing at a C-level. They're not living the culture. They're not hitting their goals. But man, if I let that person go, if I coach them, cut the cord, send them off to go work for the competition, all of their work is going to fall on me and other people. And man, you know, right now we're just too busy. So I know at some point I've got to make that hard decision, but I got to wait till things calm down. You ever say that? I got to wait till things calm down and then they never calm down. Well, six months later, things haven't calmed down and that person's still a problem. And nine months later and 12 months later, and finally, a year and a half later, I've had enough. Fire that person. They're gone. I can't take anymore. So I fire them. And now I've got to rush to hire someone because someone's got to get their work done. So I rush to hire. I fire slow, hire fast, and now I make the same damn mistake that I made before. So we want to fire fast and hire slow. Now, fire fast doesn't mean you're heartless. Fire fast doesn't mean you don't coach them first. Absolutely, folks deserve coaching. They're human beings. They deserve, you hire them. You should feel some responsibility to take care of them, but you can't make a story out of an underperformer for six, nine, 12 months. I also believe the reason why fire fast is not heartless is I truly believe that everyone could be an A player somewhere. And as long as you're keeping them here where they're not at that level, you're not only hurting your organization, you're actually hurting them. So that's the second philosophy, fire fast, hire slow. And now I want to talk about a few tactics. And I'm sure on 
later shows, we'll talk about a whole, mon- whole bunch more, but I want to share a few. And the first one is what one of the ways you can ensure you can feel more comfortable firing fast and hiring slow is by creating a virtual bench. The problem, the reason why people don't fire fast and hire slow is because it's so hard to hire people. And when they cut the cord on somebody within their organization, now all of a sudden they say, oh my God, now we got to put a job posting on Indeed. We got to put a job posting on LinkedIn. Uh, Let's call some of those recruiters we haven't talked about in a while. And man, it's six, nine months you're trying to find the right person. Well, Creating a virtual bench is the idea of digging the well before you're thirsty. It is always looking for people. The best method that I've heard and that I coach my clients to use is for you and everyone on your team, very simply make a list right now of 10 people you know and trust who know, like, and trust you. Some of them could be in your industry. They don't all have to be in your industry. But make a list of those folks and and one at a time call them and say, hey, you know how important my company is to me. And I I think you know that we've got plans for incredible growth. Who's a superstar? Who's an A player you know that I need to talk to? Now, the obvious question, if you got a call like that, would probably be, well, what kind of person are you looking for? You're looking for a salesperson? Are you looking for a finance person? Are you looking for someone in marketing? Like, what are you looking for? And I believe your answer should be, well, we're looking for everybody. That's good. We've got, you know, aggressive growth plans. At some point, we're going to need salespeople. We're going to need finance people. We're going to need product development people. We're going to need marketing people. We're going to need technology folks. You know, it's not about a specific job need. I need to talk to superstars, potential A players. And then you'll get some recommendations. And when you do, you're not interviewing them for a job necessarily. If they're superstars, they're probably pretty happy where they are right now. A lot of A players, a lot of superstars are pretty happy with their job. They're being treated well. They're doing well. They're being challenged. So they may not have a need right now. But when you talk to them, you have a cup of coffee with them or a virtual cup of coffee with them, they may not have a need for you. You may not have a need for them right now. Pretty likely the case. But you want to talk to them and you want to get to know them and you want to find out if it is someone you'd love to work with in the future. And what you want to do is start a relationship and then put them on your list to follow up with them every two or three months. Just check in. How's it going? Let me give you a an update on my business and what's going on by you. And at some point, they're going to hit the limit on what they can do in the company they're with, or something's going to change in the company they're with, and they're not going to be happy anymore. Or you didn't have a need for them nine months ago, but now you've got a need for them. So it's about keeping those relationships. And if you and your leadership team set a goal of, hey, let's add two people per quarter, which is not aggressive at all. Let's add two people, each one of us add two people per quarter to our virtual bench. Very quickly, that virtual bench is going to grow. It's not going to help you hire your CFO tomorrow. But inside of six, nine, 12 months, all of a sudden you've got this amazing 
virtual bench. And when you have a need, the first place you're going to go is your virtual bench. And by the way, what do you think the very last question when you have that virtual or physical cup of coffee with this superstar that was recommended to you by someone you know, what do you think the last question you want to ask, you want to ask them is? It's, hey, who do you know that's a potential superstar? Build that virtual bench. Again, don't be impatient. I know it's not going to help you hire someone tomorrow. But the longer you go without building that virtual bench, without using networking and your relationships to find the right people, the longer you go, the harder it's going to be to scale your business. The biggest thing that holds leaders back from scaling their business is an inability to find the right folks. So do what you need to do to find the right folks. It's not Indeed. It's not LinkedIn. It may not be a recruiter. It's about your relationships. And I'll kind of wrap up the episode by talking about, by recommending a book that I love that talks about some of this and, and a whole bunch more. And it's a book called Who? The A Method for Hiring by a gentleman named Jeffrey Smart, Jeffrey with a G. Who? The A Method for Hiring is a really good book. It's basically about a methodology called top grading, which is the most powerful methodology I have found to source, evaluate, hire great people. Now, you might know there's also a book called Top Grading by Brad Smart. Brad Smart is Jeff's dad. And sorry, Brad, but Jeff wrote a much better book than you did. Brad Smart's version of Top Grading. It's a slog to get through. It's a big book. You kind of feel like you've got to be GE to, to make it work. He actually created it while he was at GE. Jeffrey Smart's book is a much better read. And it's also geared a little bit more towards businesses that are not multi-billion dollar businesses that can go do this. And they talk about sourcing candidates. He gets very prescriptive in the book about you know how you screen candidates something they call the top grading interview, a technical interview. My clients for years have used that methodology and it's, it's just really, really powerful. So if you haven't read that book, buy it. So just to summarize before I sign off, and again, I'm sure we will have many, many more shows about finding the right people. In fact, I've got a guest coming up that is an expert in top grading that we'll talk to. But just remember that question we started with. Would you enthusiastically rehire everyone on your team? Honest answer to that is going to kickstart so many powerful things within your organization. Remember, one equals three. One superstar equals the productivity of three mediocre performers. Like I said, in some cases, it's one equals five, one equals 10, one equals 20. And remember, start today building that virtual bench. Hope that was helpful. Look forward to talking to you all again soon. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Better Leadership Team Show. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would be ever so grateful 
You can rate the show and leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us on mike-goldman.com slash blog, where you can subscribe to my blog, or at Mike Goldman Coach on both Instagram and YouTube. Sharing is caring, so be sure to spread the word to anyone you think might enjoy the show. And remember, if you want to build a great business, you've got to have a great leadership team.